welcome to RCA Radio, a podcast where we cover the latest news and challenges in regulatory, compliance, and quality assurance facing the life science industries. I'm your host, Brandon Miller. In this episode of RCA Radio, we'll be going over the medical device quality standard ISO 13485. Today, I'm joined by Jordan Elder, who recently joined RCA as the Director of Regulatory Affairs. Welcome, Jordan. Thank you very much. Thanks for joining me today. I'm very excited to have you on. Um, like I mentioned earlier, we want to cover the quality standards of ISO 13485, and we're going to go over some of the background. We're going to go over things that are currently happening in the industry with the FDA, and then we're going to end it with from a manufacturer's point of view. So without further ado, Jordan, can you give me some, uh, give me and the listeners some background on exactly what ISO 1345 is? Certainly. So there are many regulatory authorities around the world, and a lot of them use ISO uh, 1345. ISO is International Standards Organization, and they use this specific standard as a basis for your quality management system requirements. Um, This standard was originally issued in 1996 as a first revision. Uh, Many of you may be familiar with the revision that was issued in 2003. Um, And most recently, there was an issue revised in 2016. ISO 1345, and I'll keep it brief and without saying the 2016 for future, um, is specifically documents or requirements for a quality management system. And this is where an organization needs to demonstrate its ability to provide medical devices and related services that consistently meet the consumer and applicable regulatory requirements. So these organizations can be involved in one or more stages of the product lifecycle. And this includes design and development, production, storage and distribution, installation, or servicing of a medical device and design and development or any provision of these associated activities. Um, ISO 13485 is also used by suppliers and external parties, and they may provide uh, quality management system related services uh, to these organizations. So the requirements of ISO 13485 are applicable to organizations regardless of their size and regardless of their type, um, except where it's explicitly stated in the standard. Uh, the processes required by the standard are applicable to the organization. So many of you may be familiar with ISO 9001. Uh, that's another quality management system. Um, in comparison, ISO 1345 is specific to medical devices. And so what you see, may see car manufacturers or other manufacturers using 9001. 1345 is specifically designed for quality systems of medical device manufacturers. Uh, There are some subtle differences between 9001 and 13485, and you can find that in the back appendix of 13485, but specifically uh, documentation control. You're going to see the ISO 13485 um, is more demanding in terms of documentation. It does require the inclusion of regulatory documents in the system documentation. You're going to find that risk management focuses on the development of the documentation and requires a medical device manufacturer to maintain records of the risk management process during the medical device production throughout the entire product life cycle. In addition, the standard of, of requires medical device manufacturers to analyze consumer complaints and establish after sale supervision of the conformity of the product to the declared quality that's stated. For your quality requirements, ISO 9001, customer satisfaction is kind of the the mainstay or the hallmark of your quality-oriented culture. Um, However, ISO 1345 focuses on the safety of customers and in addition to the quality-oriented culture, uh, establishes specific safety requirements during production. Uh, This may include sterility, biocompatibility, things like that, assembly and packaging of each medical device, installation, inspection, and shelf life of medical devices. So 9001 has your basic requirements, but 1345 goes above and beyond um, to ensure that patients have the safety and the effectiveness of the device. 
Um, and another key fact that might be interesting, audit duration requirements. So you're looking at additional time for audits for 1345 compared to 9001. So a small company, um, let's say under 100 people, you're expecting about a five-day audit for 9001, whereas 1345 is approximately seven days. For a medium company, once again, uh, about nine days for a 9001 audit, where 1345 is going to be around 12. And if you have a large company, over 200 people, and obviously this is subjective when I say large, but you're expecting about an 11-day audit for 9001, whereas 13485 is going to be around 14 days. Wow, there, it's amazing to me how much of a difference there can be in the times the audits take when you compare them to uh, 9001 to 1345. But it does make sense considering that these products are going to the people and we have to make sure that these products are safe. Certainly, um, uh, the most important thing is uh, safety and effectiveness of these products and making sure, like as you said, that they are safe for the consumers. Yeah. And I know recently the FDA has considered putting in some amendments and some changes to that 21 CFR uh, A2O. Can you provide some background on this? I know it's very preliminary, but could you provide us some information on that? Certainly. So since around 2018, FDA has been working to align its quality system regulation. Uh, they felt it was a little outdated and not keeping pace with current technology. And so they were looking at a way to merge this with ISO 13485, which is more current and up to date. Um, and the goal was to reduce the burdens on medical device companies, global products that face different international regulations and are required to have multiple quality systems based on where they are marketing their product. So on February 23rd of this, this year, uh, the FDA issued their proposed rule to amend the current good manufacturer practices requirements of the quality system regulations. So this is what your 21 CFR 20 you mentioned. And the intent is to harmonize and align more closely with these international requirements. So FDA proposed to do so primarily by incorporating the 2016 edition of the ISO standard uh, for medical devices. And through this rulemaking, the FDA is also proposing additional requirements to help connect and align ISO 13485 with existing requirements in the FDNC Act. Um, this will include making conforming edits to 21 CFR Part 4 to clarify the device uh, CGMP requirements for combination products as well. So I think the big question on everybody's mind is, what does this really mean for me? And what are the, what are the main differences? So I would highlight that one of the most notable differences between our, our current uh, CFR and ISO 13485 is the risk management requirements that are integrated through 13485. There are risk-only specific requirements in the QS regulation as it relates to risk analysis, and ISO 13485 is more comprehensive. When looking at the differences side by side, you're going to find that design controls are a little more robust. You're going to have, whereas... 820.30 design controls is listed. Um, the 21 or ISO 1345 has got planning of product realization, customer related processes, uh, review of requirements related to product and, and design and development. Uh, purchasing controls is a little more uh, robust and has a little bit more. They've got the purchasing process, purchasing information, verification of purchased product. And some of this um, is, is expected with FDA, but it's not explicitly stated. Production and process controls now are going to include human resources, infrastructure, uh, work environment and contamination control, uh, control of production and service provision, validation of processes for production and service. So it's going to be a lot more comprehensive and it's going to be uh, somewhat more state of the art than what we're currently used to with 21 CFR 820. Yeah, and a reminder for our listeners, too, that this is still preliminary and the FDA is still accepting comments. So if you have any comments or would like to talk about this further, please reach out to us after this podcast. 
Certainly. I, I would like to point out that FDA is accepting comments until May 24th of this year. And as we mentioned earlier, this is the uh, proposed rule. And so the expectation is that FDA will take those comments, they'll review the feedback. And at some point in time, likely a year, maybe a year and a half, um, depending on what their workload and burden is, they'll issue a final rule. And based on that, um, the expectation is that one year after that final rule is published in the Federal Registrar, that final rule will become regulation and is expected to be followed. So we're looking at probably a timeline uh, of a minimum two to two and a half years before device manufacturers will be expected to comply with ISO 1345 as part of the 820 QSR. So Jordan, running back a little bit from a, a manufacturer's perspective, how would you, they go about assessing their current quality system and their current ISO standards and making changes? Well, I'd be remiss if I didn't say reach out to us and we'll be glad to help. But with that being said, I think the best thing that manufacturers can do is start with a gap assessment. Um, identify where there are gaps in their quality system that don't align with 13485. And maybe the best thing to do is take a side-by-side -side approach, look at the requirements for 820 and list those out. So what are the quality system requirements? What are the design control requirements? What are those document control requirements? And list out next, what are the those requirements within ISO and find out where they don't quite fall within compliance for that criteria and go from there. That's probably the best approach, um, at least a good starting point, if nothing else. After these manufacturers perform this gap assessment, what would be the steps of implementation of these changes? Or um, is it a complete overhaul of their quality management system? Is it is it easy enough to implement these changes without doing a complete overhaul? So my recommendations, especially for smaller companies, would take it a chunk at a time. There is no requirement at this exact point in time to comply with ISO 13485. A lot of companies already do, which that's great. They're ahead of the ball in that case. But for the companies that aren't familiar with 13485, aren't compliant with 9001, but have met the requirements of 820, take it steps at a time and update your quality system as you're able to. Go through and make a review and determine what aspects of your procedures aren't compliant. Um, and then go through and make those updates. Uh, it doesn't have to be in a huge chunk all at once. And uh, obviously with that, it's easier taking a, a one bite of an elephant at a time, if you will. Um, so going through and maybe picking out design controls or picking out um, non-conforming product or labeling a packaging control and making those updates first and kind of going from there. Once manufacturers complete their gap assessments and they start taking these steps to make small changes as they move along, what would be the next step as a manufacturer to really tackle the bigger picture of upgrading their quality mm -hmm. system? So I, I think the next step after you've made those, you've identified those key critical components that you need to make updates to, um, it's a kind of dual prong. The first and foremost, making sure you have that quality culture in place so your employees are there, your teammates are there, and they're in agreement and they're following these quality updates. Um, you can't have a good quality system if you don't have a quality culture in place. And I know that's a key component of quality systems. But beyond that, um, one of the most important things you can do is do an internal audit, um, review your systems, make sure that the systems you've implemented and added are effective. You know, give it an effective check after 60 days, after 90 days, 120 days to demonstrate that these updates that you have made are effective and they are working for your system. All right. Awesome. And I know we're kind of wrapping up here. So do you have any final thoughts for our listeners or any final remarks, comments, concerns? 
Um, I would like to remind the listeners that they have until May 24th to provide comments to the FDA on this proposed rule. With that being said, we as RCA are more than happy to compile comments if you have comments and would like them submitted to the federal docket. Uh, you can find my information within the podcast, and I will be happy to take everybody's comments, compile them, and submit them to the federal docket. Yeah, and if anybody has any additional comments or questions um, or would like further elaboration, please feel free to reach out to RCA directly. Like Jordan mentioned, his contact details will be provided in the description of this podcast. And I wanted to thank you today, Jordan, for taking the time to go over this ISO standard and providing us with some background and things that manufacturers can do to start getting these ISO standards implemented into their quality systems. And I wanted to thank our listeners for tuning into this episode of RCA Radio. Be sure to subscribe to be the first to know when we upload the next episode of RCA Radio. Thanks and have a great day.